Here's Gourlami. Good. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. This is Kenny. This is Paul Damien. And this is Ian. And today we're going to be talking about Snatch. Yeah. The Guy Ritchie movie from 2000. Yeah. All right. I think awesome. it came out here in America 2001. Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So we're talking about Snatch, which uh, is a fantastic movie. I was super excited to. I'm going to go ahead and just throw down on this. Uh, IMDb plot written by username open bracket JGP three five five three at excite.com. <laughs> what is excite, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. This guy works for porn. He writes Pornhub. The other half of his time. <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, what does Excite say? Or what does JP JGP or whatever his name and is? And he just JP starts Morgan? with just a just a freaking uh, big old word: unscrupulous <laughs> boxing promoters, violent bookmakers, and a Russian gangster, incompetent amateur robbers, and supposedly Jewish jewelers fight to track down a priceless stolen diamond. Which I, I think that was a bit. A bit much. <laughs> yeah, it was all over the place. A bit showy. I mean, yeah. he's he's trying to describe the kind of quirky groups we get in this movie, which is a good description of this yeah, film. Yeah, he's is trying that, to excite dot com you. All right, now I want. I do want to read Elon Musk's sons <laughs> one as well. At the very bottom, there's someone. I recommend oh. y'all looking at who wrote the third description of this That's movie. That's quite IMDb. a username. His name is Six. His it's name is Six. A E Six A E. Turkish and an unlicensed boxing promoter is pulled into trouble when he becomes involved in big-time criminal Bricktop, who wants him to arrange a fight and fix it. Meanwhile, a diamond theft goes down, but the 84-carat stone goes missing. This leads Avi, the boss who was supposed to receive the stone, to come to England to search for it. With the help of his cousin, Doug the Head and Bullet the Tooth, or Bullet Tooth Tony, yeah. sorry, I can't read, <laughs> as events twist and turn, the two situations blend into one with a chain reaction of events carrying on for each and every character. That was way more on the head yeah i i think if there was a rating system on this we just let me see what the movie was. no i mean exactly that was like do you need to literally know what this movie's about uh yeah if there was a rating system that allowed us to to choose which plot summary is the best i would choose that one right um, i would have just put like a bunch of criminals trying to get a fucking diamond and shit bro <laughs> No, that's there, my synopsis. I mean, Maybe that's we should also do that. Come over with our own IMDb oh, and start submitting them. <laughs> submit them. That would be kind of cool. Not a bad idea. Um, but yeah, Snatch. Uh, did you like this movie? Uh, yes, I did like it, and I was really surprised because I hadn't seen anything about it mm -hmm. before watching this movie. But I love myself a good Jason Stakeums. You know, yep. Jacob so. Stakeums. Jacob and Stakeum. Yeah, did, you got it. Did you? I've always <laughs> called him Jason Stakeums. By the way. I, <laughs> Look at him. He's a steak I think <laughs> I think we used to call him Jacob Steakum. Jacob Steakum. Jacob Steakum's bro. And I like that he plays a character named Turkish who's meant yeah, to be yeah. English. And that's kind of a joke we get right out the gate, you know? Yeah. Um, I think you kind of mentioned it. You know, him and Bobby being our, or Tommy, mm -hmm. him and Tommy being our kind of main characters is a little bit of a bummer because they're kind of like the story you want to follow along the least throughout yeah. this entire movie, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I mean, the, their their story is kind of, still very focal because mm -hmm. of all the boxing and all that shit and they are you know 
And they're almost like the same glue kind of holding it all together because I feel like Jacob Stakums is definitely, you know, Turkish is the most, one of the most sane people in this entire movie. He's one of the most, he's the only one rationally thinking yeah, he's a like lot of the time. Yeah. He's kind of the narrator at, at uh, a lot of points in the movie. Absolutely. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I think he's meant to almost be like the control. You know, he's where we can get back to a normal and be like, okay, the, at least this person thinks straight and we can yeah. like follow along and understand that what's happening is genuine. Yeah. Uh, but I love the cast of this movie. I do too. I think it's got a lot of great faces in it. And even the ones that aren't as recognizable become recognizable because of this movie. And yeah. I mean, I think play their uh, roles so fucking iconically. You know, I think everything from. Oh, well, that one was loud. <laughs> I think everything weird. from, you know, uh, Brad Pitt's Mickey all the way to Bricktop, who is played by. I couldn't the even. Fuck all. Yeah, uh, couldn't British, even tell you. Uh, British. Um, what's I'm, his name? Adam West. I'm sure he's way more relevant <laughs> over the pond. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> um, he but looked, he, uh, every time I saw him, I was like, "Is that Adam West? Is that?" <laughs> I thought it was Michael Ka- young Michael Caine doing an Adam West impression. impression? <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is this man?" <laughs> but I thought he was beautifully intimidating. Mm-hmm. I thought every time he spoke, I was kind of scared of him, even though he's like a small guy. You know, yeah. there's nothing physically dominating about him. But every time he spoke, I was like, "Man, this motherfucker would kill you in the worst." kind of ways he just spoke with a lot of confidence and a lot of power i really liked his character i liked the way he talked i really okay so i was not expecting it at all somebody kind of said something about his voice but i wouldn't was not expecting brad pitt (laughs) like his character yeah like obviously i knew he was in the movie because y'all said something Mm -hmm. about it but when he started talking i was like oh shit that's what somebody (laughs) was talking about yesterday Okay, <laughs> I'm, and then I immediately put the subtitles on. <laughs> like, yeah, you kind of have to watch it with subtitles to yeah. understand a lot of the stuff he yeah. says sometimes. <laughs> and I feel like there's sometimes because the subtitles will just say indistinct chatter, uh-huh. and I think there's sometimes where he's just not saying anything, and I think that's part of it's the character. Very possible, yeah. I think it's part of the character trying to trick the people because he knows that they can't fucking understand. <laughs> yeah, <him>. that's <laughs> so kind of true. Because like he does it when um, he's trying to negotiate with Jason Statham's, mm-hmm. and and then Jason say like, his name right, Jacob Statham. Sorry, it's Jacob. Turkish. <laughs> and then Turkish turns to Tommy. He's just like, did you understand a word he just fucking said? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very true. Yeah. I mean, it, he is, he's kind of stunt casted mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's done in a very tasteful way because he's not a prominent piece of this. Like, no, he's a prominent piece yeah. of this movie. He's not a prominent character. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely uh, more of like how you use a weapon in a mm-hmm. movie. You know what I mean? He's something to be thrown around and, right. and thrown at stuff versus like a necessarily some a f- character to follow along, right. you know, and care about in those ways. Um, dang, what was I just about to say? Oh, fuck, I forgot. It's all right. It'll come back. Um, one thing I want to talk about is how oh. much I love Benicio Del Toro in this movie. And, um, he kind of just shows up, does his very Benicio mm-hmm. thing, and then dies. <laughs> it seems like he has a knack for that. He's either like the focal point of a movie or he is in it for a little bit and then yeah. just runs off and isn't irrelevant in anymore. Sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting. And I, one fun fact I thought about this movie was that almost every single death is off screen. Yeah. And that's a good, and his is such a good example of that where, you know, it, it happens in such a funny way where he's just shot from a whole other room, you know, and, uh, <laughs> For a reason that is kind of quirky, once yeah. Vlad comes in, or you know, and explains the reason, 
Um, but I thought Boris all, or Boris. Yeah, yeah. I'm names just fucked <laughs> in this movie, and I love it. This was like my fourth time watching this movie. Boris uh, the Blade is such a cool fucking name. Boris the Blade is, is a lot of the characters in this have kind of cool and like nicknames like that. Tony, yeah. Um, what's it called? What, what was Gorgeous his name? George. Four finger what? Four finger something. Four finger Frank. Yeah. So honestly, was so that's when, Frankie, Frankie Four Fingers. Yeah, Frankie Four okay. Fingers. Frankie Four Fingers. So when he shows like. They show that he has four fingers. I swear to God, it looked like he was just tucking one of his fingers back. I'm sure he <laughs> so was. It's possible. Yeah. I didn't recognize that he had four fingers, yeah. and I was like, "Why do they call him that?" I was like, <laughs> "Did he lose his thumb? Where's this, where's this fourth? Where's this mystery, where's this mystery yeah. finger?" <laughs> what did y'all think about the opening scene where they're kind of where's because it's a little jarring. This mm-hmm. movie just like starts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, the, this movie is kind of brilliant in that way where it shows them coming in as like Hasidic Jews to like infiltrate this place to get the diamond. And then it becomes the most Guy Ritchie thing <laughs> to have ever possibly happened where there's just the loudest soundtrack ever and just like still shots of like zooming in as they're like, f- like fucking crotch out on top of desks with guns and all kinds of shit. And you're just like, what the fuck? And then you're like, oh yeah, Guy Ritchie is kind of a sociopath. <laughs> it's kind of a <laughs> wild a tiny card. Bit. <laughs> and I love his directing for that because it. It's like it's like how Wes Anderson or mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino have their own style. It's so For sure. it's so unforgivably him and the fact that it's so fast paced exactly and yeah. loud. I'm pretty sure there's like like a record screeching before it's like oh my god here we go you know and i can imagine seeing that in theaters it's so exciting you know yeah. it's just like you're it's like the action's happening you know and i i would have loved to have been able to experience that in a louder big screen and for those reasons that yeah it, for sure his movies are so intense and fast-paced and the i think the pacing of this movie is perfect you get every everything you need <laughs> from every single scene and then it just moves along like this movie is very wildfire cool speaking of the pacing you guys have no idea how relieved I was to be watching a movie under two hours. Yeah, 90-minute <laughs> movie. We've been watching so many movies yeah. that have been two hours and just a little bit more. Yeah. And, like, it, it was this movie was actually about 20 minutes shorter than the movies we normally watch. Mm-hmm. But it felt like an eternity less time. No, for sure. And I, like y'all said, with the pacing, it's really easy to get into mm-hmm. and to just... You're just on for the ride. You, I could probably jump into this movie halfway and I'll be on for the fucking ride. And that's what right. I even had mentioned is that I think I basically watched this movie three times this week. And we could honestly be playing it right now and I wouldn't even mind because it's 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 an accumulation of amazing scenes. You know, yeah. you have so many bits so it doesn't even matter, like you said, where you jump into it because halfway through the film – you are you're just jumping. as lost as you would have been in the beginning yeah kind of. but you're mm. just but you can jump into it in that moment and be just as intrigued or like entertained by how True. lost the kid- right. characters equally as are and what's going on you know so i think it's such a so fantastically designed in that way that no matter where you kind of dived into it having been someone who's seen it before you're going to be able to be like oh this is it's this scene this is what's going on and you're going to immediately be happy to see what's going on because even if it's a Turkish and Tommy scene versus, I think, our favorite, which yeah, was Vince. Saul and Vince yeah. and Tyrone, mm-hmm. who I cannot wait to talk about a little bit more. <laughs> um, you're going to be happy to see the cast and where they're you know where their dilemmas are at in that moment you know. I like that besides uh, Bricktop mm-hmm. and arguably uh, Boris the Blade. There's not really an antagonist to this movie. And maybe it, I would even argue Avi a little bit, you know well, yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but maybe I mean, we also follow Avi so much that he becomes as sympathetic, uh, sympathetic as someone like Vince and Saul, who are also kind of assholes in two bits, you know what I mean? And, like, sure, Avi's, like, a step above, and he has the money to, like, bankroll, like, a 
someone like <laughs> Bullet Tooth Tony. Okay. It's it's crazy that like no one's really an antagonist in this. They're all just kind of on their own adventures. And yeah. I really fucking love this about this movie because I love like ensemble movies. I mm-hmm. love the Ocean's Eleven movies. Yeah. Stuff like that where you get a lot of odd characters having to work together. And I thought that this was a cool twist on the idea where it's an ensemble in the sense that it's a bunch of factions all at opposite ends, not knowing that they're even at opposite ends. Because, like, Jacob, Stakem, and Tommy (laughs) don't know that they're opposites to Vince and Saul in a completely different scheme (laughs) until the very ending. That's so true. And it's just, it's beautiful that way. And it is kind of a bummer how it ends, but it's it's still so cool. Do you think it's a bummer how it ends? Well, I think it's really cool because it just shows that since they never leave their town, they never go anywhere outside of it, that it all comes full circle. Uh-huh. Yeah. It goes right back yeah. to the beginning. I mean, it, it's, so it's logical. They tell us he is the guy to take diamonds to. Yeah. So yeah. when it comes to it, you're like, that makes so much sense. He's the guy they would go to for that. Uh, yeah, but do you think that Avi comes... Well, I mean, we yeah, can talk we'll about this at the end. end <laughs> yeah, but... No, I mean, it's let's, just... It's so cool. Let's talk about our boys, because I really yeah. want to just a little bit. Because, yeah, the, my favorite characters in this are Saul and, and uh, Vince. Vince and Tyrone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those three's adventures throughout this are fucking... Hilarious. Hilarious. Every word out of every <laughs> one of their mouths the entire time is fucking hilarious. Because no them. one's really the dumbass in the group. <laughs> they all have fun. each other's... They all have a... They're like a rock, paper, scissors of dumbass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, That's so true. That's so accurate so from the moment you know they're busting lincoln's balls about the fake diamond i mean i just was so intrigued by these characters you know bring i love that they bring the dog mm-hmm. home with them after we've already seen you know all the mm-hmm. all the pikeys give a dog to yeah. uh, tommy and george so it's just like a run, like there's so many running themes through this movie that are so yeah. brilliantly placed so subtly like that you know without any context we know like oh he, that, before you he even explains it you know where he got the dog from yeah. i guess even my point <laughs> i want to talk about real quick the yeah. word pikey. I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about it. It could be very much offensive. If oh, someone wants to... I mean, to, they do yeah. kind of use it in an offensive in, like and, a slurry context. A yeah. little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, if someone knows better and, and would like to give us a better word for, for, I guess, these type of people that are essentially what we would call here in America hicks yeah. or hillbillies... They're, they're gypsies. Well, that's, that's an also... a more derogatory yeah, term. <laughs> that's also an offensive True, word. So, so, yeah, if for... Everyone listening that is maybe British or and I don't knows even think about it like that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And that's what I even kind of mentioned is it's very. Uh, I just want to apologize to those people. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. sorry if we're hurting. Yeah, we hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't cancel us. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's very regionalized. Is something yes. I would argue that is where one thing is going to be more offensive here. It might be you know or less offensive here. Is more offensive across right, the pond exactly. right. keep making that joke you know yeah. across the pond you know? they're gonna yeah. be like these bloody fucking Americans and I literally <laughs> just kind of pieced it together that we literally we, this week did two yeah. very this is UK the same week things. this yeah. is the same week that we recorded our once in future episode yeah. go take a listen go take it mm-hmm. take it and listen um, but no, I mean to get back to our boys, yeah, mm-hmm. Vince and and uh, and Saul, I fucking love throughout this movie. I was more enthralled to see their delinquencies uh-huh. than Jacob Stakem and Tommy. Even though Jacob Stakem and Tommy were, I guess, more of a catalyst to why this movie keeps revolving. Yeah, I, I did. Enjoy I think you just feel. I think I just felt more for them when everything's going wrong. You know, <laughs> yeah. where like when every when they're trying to rob the bookies and everything's going to shit. By the end of it, you just sitting. You're sitting there on the floor with them. You know, yeah. you're just like, "Fuck, <laughs> we really fucked this up, didn't we?" As yeah. a group. So when that door opens, you feel an 
equal level of relief with them. You were yeah. just less equally like, oh my god, this character. And then the resolve that Tyrone is the one who then gets Frankie four and fingers. He's like, who the who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he's a four fingered. He's got four fingers in a briefcase. I loved <laughs> everything about that because up until that point, Tyrone had been the complete complete incompetent with not being able to drive for shit. <laughs> and I. And so it shows, like you said, they're all so balanced in their mm-hmm. level of dumbass and their yeah. and their successibility. But then it's just as equal in the fact that he's the recognizable one mm-hmm. for being the big, heavy set black guy in yeah. England. You know, <laughs> to be I, honest. My favorite character was was probably Mickey. Really? Oh, Brad yeah. Pitt's character. Yeah. Just because uh, he's fucking badass. He he is. And, yeah. Uh, the way he talks. Yeah. Like legitimately, <laughs> I had so much fun. Just trying to figure out what he's saying. <laughs> like, so much fun and frustration at the same time. And I'm like, I, I fucking love this guy. Yeah. How did yeah. you feel during our first boxing match where he fucking just wrecks gorgeous George? <laughs> did you see that coming? Like, as the fight was, like, progressing and he was just um, taking all the hits and yeah, stuff? Were yeah, you, like, the he way was... he was doing it. I was like, oh, so this is like an anime where... <laughs> he was the one-punch man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're getting beat up and they're still stretching. Yeah, exactly. Just like One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like that's something He's like that gauging would be his opponent yeah. in a One Punch Man manga yeah. or anime, you yeah. know. Like so, <laughs> I I really I was like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna beat the shit out of uh, what was it, gorgeous, gorgeous George? George? Gorgeous yeah. George, which <laughs> is such a funny name. <laughs> There's so many funny names of like whenever so, they're trying to figure out who to get since gorgeous george got knocked out by by mickey oh they talk God. about what is his a gun mad matt yeah yeah mad uh, matt and um and his like gun gun man or yeah. something it was just like the most dumbass man joe or something and bullshit <laughs> the way that they There's take a pistol off, pete yeah <laughs> the way they get rid of those characters just immediately just like well mad max went mad or mad matt or whatever his and name pistol was pistol pete shot himself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. I want to find out their name. It names. was something the gun. Is yeah. what it was. It was, like, it was Mad Fist Willie and John the Gun. John the Gun. <laughs> John the Gun. Mad Fist Willie. <laughs> I love I love um what, what was his name? Uh Bullet Tooth Bill? No. <laughs> Bullet Tooth Tony. Bullet Tooth Tony. Tony. Yeah. Bullet Tooth Bill, man. That's his new name. Like Bullet Bill from yeah, Mario. I, that's honestly that's I think that's where my brain is. Bullet Tooth yeah. Tony is so intriguing to me um, because that's it's so risky for a movie to add a character like that so late in the game. For sure. And and then but then still be like something you give a shit about. And but he's so great from the fucking moment you see him and in that little even backstory Dude, you get the a flashback is so fucking funny. I was yeah. laughing my ass off. Because it kind of foreshadows what he has to deal with later. <laughs> I love that he died like so easily. Okay. Oh, like, yeah. I want to talk about that. I wanted to talk about that scene particularly too. Because yeah, yeah fuck it was Avi. Yeah. Avi just starts shooting the gun at the dog, and fuck it. Well, there's just, so much foreshadowing of yeah. yeah. Which is that he hands Avi the gun. He's like, deal. And he's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? So it's basically telling us like that gun is being put in the wrong goddamn hand. Yeah. Right now, so as soon as everything goes to shit, and one, going back to the all the deaths happening off screen, it's such a good way to have done that. Where yeah. it's just him shooting at the camera, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so then when he runs out, he's like, "Come on, Tony, let's go!" And you're just like, "Right." The first time he says it, we know, and yeah. then you're like, "Oh no!" This is Tony. Tony, come on, let's go. And t- I Tony. love those little bits when we get Avi coming and going. To England, you know, where it's like the, taking the pill, the yeah. milliseconds of him taking the pill, drinking the fizz, and then passing out on the airplane. That is Guy Ritchie 
in a millisecond. Yeah, you know? <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, Dennis Farina. He's um, he rest in peace. Um, rest in peace, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Um, no, I mean it. I I do love Bullet Tooth Tony in this movie. I love that he is like it. It this movie is a like layers upon layers of fucking like a rock paper scissors. Mm-hmm. Where like to one person he's super menacing, but then when they talk about Boris the Blade, he's like, oh, I don't know about <laughs> Boris the Blade. You know what yeah. I mean? Or when they talk about killing the dog, he's like, well, that's a little bit much. <laughs> I love, I love the dog has the ultimate power in this movie. <laughs> I love when he talks about Boris the Blade, and he's like, they also call him Boris the Bullet Dollar, Dodger, <laughs> Bullet Dollar, Bullet Dodger, <laughs> Bullet Dodger. Yeah. And he's like, why do they call him that? He's like, because he dodges bullets. <laughs> dodges bullets, Avi. Yeah, you got that right. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, actually, you got it wrong. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's like, I really think Guy Ritchie like designs characters first and then puts them into a story. You know what yeah, I mean? No, that's how I I feel like he I like see that. he like was like oh, you know what would be a good character a guy that's been shot six times <laughs> has a golden tooth and is just like an unhinged badass you know but I mean and then was like now I'm gonna put him in snatch you know I think he yeah. got shot in the tooth right yeah no yeah and for he, sure he casted the bullet into that tooth into that same yeah. tooth that's so fucking funny um, I love the scene where it's De- uh, Avi and bullet tooth tony up in mm. what's the what's the not jewish man's name yeah, the cousin yeah I, I like oh, think it was cousin. Doug the head is oh, it Doug. Doug the head cousin yeah Doug. um whenever they're up in in the top level of the jewelry place and they're like how the fuck are we gonna find boris right now you know and then he, they see on camera that he's downstairs trying to sell the fucking diamond yeah. <laughs> i love all the little coincidences in this movie yeah um, one of my favorite things is how they shot some of those like um instances where everybody's clashes mm-hmm. yeah in a scene oh where can we talk about don't talk about the car okay. scene yet yeah. i want to talk about the, that okay, during the second just, half. just the way that they they show you something mm-hmm. and then they're like so this is what happened <laughs> you know yeah no it it shows you a bunch of shit and then rewinds Explains it. it later yeah. it's so fucking the 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 editing of this movie mm-hmm. the the way every scene is laid out is so easily digestible and we jump from Five like five different focal points throughout mm-hmm. this whole movie, and it's crazy how often we can like jump around and then see tragic things happen and feel for it, even though this is an entirely goofy ass movie. Yeah, absolutely. This movie's so fucking good. It, it's incredibly <laughs> balanced, and you're right. We're following essentially what five story arcs mm-hmm. in a ninety minute movie, and it doesn't ever feel rushed you know yeah, everything right. is paced perfectly where you get all the time you need with every character i feel like for sure and they still exactly have enough time to give you these emotional pulls where when shit is really going wrong you're like fuck like when tommy is standing there waiting to decide if all the guys are gonna murder him with mm. gorgeous george and that single tear is running down yeah. his face i was like dang that is not only great acting but you feel the pressure of what he's thinking about right there because they're going let's fucking kill this motherfucker <laughs> bury his ass and get the fuck out of here and Imagine Basically, a bunch of dudes yeah. standing in front of you discussing that. Yeah. And you're just like, please don't fucking show me. <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, to go back on Goofy's side, <laughs> whenever Avi and uh, Four, Four Finger Frankie, what was his name? Frankie Four Fingers. Frankie Four Fingers. Okay. Uh, whenever we see them talking on the phone, every time we cut back to Benicio, he's in a different suit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like at a tailor shop getting 
<laughs> like fitted for all these different suits. He looks so good too. It's I like know. a younger, more like thin and yeah. handsome Benicio del Toro. I fucking mm. love the way he looks and the fact that he's like having to push his hair back. Yeah, constantly. it kind of like falls in his face sometimes. Mm. Oh god, it's so cool. I thought I didn't recognize. I've seen this movie a bunch of times and I never recognized him in the first scene. I forget every single time that that's him leading the front. When I saw the credits, because they kind of like sprinkle some names on mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. the movie's introing. I saw Benicio del Toro, and then one of the first faces you see is the Hasidic men in the in the fucking ev- elevator. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing that this movie does. There's a really neat framing device where everyone has cameras. Everyone has mm-hmm. like a small black and white TV that they're able to constantly surveil each other off of. And I found that very interesting. And I wanted to know what you guys maybe thought. Like CCTV that was... and how present it is in the UK, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it might be saying something. You know what I mean? And I wondered if the, you guys maybe had a I hypothesis think, I think it's that. just a really good... Uh cinematic choice you know no, what i mean to sure. give us like those angles and effects where we get like a wider shot of what they're doing or maybe it's like uh showing that how secure these places you know because a mm. lot of the times obviously it's exactly once again used in ways um where to it's, show like, both a, angles and well to show like a secure place almost being oh, breached true. in the sense of like you know they're like how the fuck are we going to find boris and then we see him through a security camera there's breaching essentially their space you there's know? the scene where boris goes to give saul the job mm-hmm. and we're seeing it from behind Boris's shoulder, but mm-hmm. behind Saul, we see the security camera mm-hmm. showing Boris's front. And I thought that that was maybe a great scene to show that, like, Saul is off his guard. Yeah. He's not looking at the security camera. It's behind him, or the security TV, you know what I mean? And we would see something happen on them, yeah. Right, and so I, maybe it plays into that, where it's like, you know who's protected when they're actually paying attention, or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, it, I think there's something there. It's a really good plot, plot device, and I, yeah. Yeah, there's, I'm sure there's more to it on why they chose to do like it. Like a mechanism. Yeah, a mechanism in the storytelling that definitely drives it forward. Um, but it also just goes very well with the places we're dealing with which is like pawn shops yeah. and jewelers and the places that would yeah. have like cctv systems set in place out of like you know and I can for imagine, these reasons i can imagine there's a lot of crime in that area true you know because of all the fucking mobsters and shit <laughs> and because they all have fucking names like Sh- shark man timmy or whatever the <laughs> yeah, shark, fuck fucking shark boy and lava girl <laughs> tearing Got up it. the uk i wanted to ask you guys if you guys had to create a character to put into this movie and they had to have a name like that. Who would you come up with? Hmm. Um, mine would be played by Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, God. <laughs> he would be named, uh, I'm coming up with this on the fly. Uh, Sherbet, uh, Francisco. <laughs> Cisco for short. I would have Daniel Craig uh-huh. and have him be called James the Bond. <laughs> And he does like Damn the brains. And he does like bro. He's like the accountant or something. <laughs> That's fucking good. He's the I guy will... that bails you out. Yeah. He like bails everybody out and like he's like the lawyer. Yeah, he's, he's the lawyer. And you owe him a big debt. I would have Ben Stiller, uh-huh. and he would be reprising his role at, in the guy from Dodgeball, the guy from uh, Night at the Museum. Oh, uh, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Smithsonian yeah. uh, Ben, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So he like at the end of the movie he wins because of all his like dinosaur bone friends. <laughs> God damn it, Paul Damien! Wrong. Um, Are we... You you want to take a quick break and then when we come back we'll uh, finish talking about snatch. Mm-hmm. You gotta have you. Everyone has to say snatch in a very ugly way. Okay, we're gonna talk about Ian Snatch. No, don't give it a person, Paul right. Damien. Ian Snatch. No, you fucking did it again. We're going to talk about somebody snatch. You have to keep... Okay, we'll, we'll be right we'll back. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
Hey guys, welcome back to. St- <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Did you blow me a kiss? What was that? <laughs> it's not going to come through on the mic because I would have already put like a filter over this shit. But uh, Kenny just like made the tiniest little popping sound. <laughs> um, welcome back to Snatch Snatch Talk. <laughs> Snatch Talk. <laughs> We're talking about Guy Ritchie. over here. Yeah, oh. <laughs> fucking addictsite.com. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a Snatch movie mm-hmm. with with Jacob Stakem. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, let's talk about, who should we talk about? <laughs> we haven't really talked about Mickey all that much mm-hmm. and about how he's just a fucking he's train a, wreck. He's a, yeah, or he's a, a badass. An endless, like an unstoppable a train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I think it's funny that the first fight that we see him go in, where like it's set up by Bricktop, yeah. he just goes in there and one hits him. I was going to ask you, that's one thing I was going to bring up when I asked about the Gorgeous George fight, is then how did y'all feel about this that fight when he were now knowing like this guy is meant to make it to the fourth round and needs to mm. then also take a fall? And I, I mean, watching the movie for the very first time, I remember being like, that is not how this yeah. is going to go down. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to knock him out. So when he knocks him out the first time, were y'all just like, oh, fuck, that's, this is it. Everyone's fucked. I kind of, I don't remember which <laughs> scene it was that allowed me to just bust out laughing and allow this movie to be what it's trying to be, yeah. which is just unbelievable, outrageous, you know, and not in a way where it's like, you ridiculous, know, ridiculous, but yeah, but yeah it, it's, it's. Like, that's what oh my god that is what he would do yeah. kind of reaction but no i mean once i saw it i was i was busting out <laughs> laughing and thankfully i was like yeah keep it coming i love this idea where it's just he's gonna keep slamming these boys yeah. down <laughs> under the ground to the point where like when we get to that final fight and he kind of does it at the beginning i was like oh again and then i thought he was genuinely gonna lose after that and i love that he kind of like he like does like a laugh where he's kind of like laughs like yeah. shoves it off like oops you know he yeah. like, didn't mean to like start off that hard you know i really was trying to refrain myself um but i really like after the first fight when you know brick tops apologizing to all these gangsters who i'm yeah. like dang how important are these guys but i think one of the most intimidating things he says and does is when that weasel of a man walks up and tries to accuse him and he pushes him up against the wall and says when i toss a dog a bone i don't expect to hear how it tastes mm-hmm. you know it's like holy and shit then he and then he fucking him. stabs <laughs> him in the leg yeah and he tells him he'll cut it yeah. off it's like i'll time. cut your fucking johnson off and fucking stabs him in the leg it's like god damn yeah um but it just showed like at that moment i was like they're fucking dead so i was kind of amazed the yeah. first time i watched it that they got a second chance you know that he basically comes to jacob stakeums and is like we're gonna do another fight yeah. even bigger and this time your boy definitely needs to go down in the fourth i'm like how are you gonna trust this dude who literally yeah just one, him, shot, one shot him in the first round to now make it to the fourth round there's it's fucking because no way. you can't recoup money from a dead man <laughs> i mean that's so, a, that's a good argument but you can you gotta keep him alive gotta keep your pigs fed though you know I'm surprised that Bricktop kept trying to play the angle of betting against Mickey. Yeah, you would think. You, I would have thought he would have like killed Jacob Stakem and Tommy and just used to, uh, fucking Mickey to continue his own racketeering or whatever. I guess right. I have to understand that he was. At, like maybe Mickey was his fighter in it all, and the other oh. gangsters who were putting up there—that was their fighter. They're putting up, true. so it's like they wanted to—they want the win, you know. It's like their side is supposed to win. It's what's right. supposed to happen, kind of thing. It's also weird that he was also like all in on everyone betting against what he was setting up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's—it's it's such a weird world that it sets up that you don't really see 
the other side betting yeah. or in the in the not know of who to bet on until we find out that mickey is supposedly the one who was then betting on himself exactly you know? <laughs> yeah. you know you know what's really crazy to me um when you you look at this movie and the character that brad pitt plays in mm-hmm. this movie and it's vastly different from the character he just did in the movie yeah. prior yeah and um so say, was, say the say the name of yeah, the movie. Well, hold on. I was okay. looking, I was <laughs> watching this movie and the first time Brad Pitt takes his shirt off, I was like, Holy shit, he's fucking shredded. I was like, I feel like this is right after the recording of Fight Club. And then I looked at when this movie came out and I was like, Oh, of course. It is right after the the mm-hmm. filming of Fight Club. Yeah, he yeah. was actually so, nervous to take the film for that reason. He read the character and was afraid he was gonna be playing too similar of a character to Tyler Durden. Really? But was so interested in working with guy Ritchie that he was willing to take on the project and then obviously make it its own entity yeah. in a whole a, you know because in my eyes it's a completely different oh, absolutely yeah. but i think reading on paper and being like oh i just played like this violent boxing yeah. you know boxing kind of character and now here i am playing this violent boxer it's like that they're so similar in like that it's a, it could be a role right that he could fall fighter. into he's being like he's always oh, this ripped yeah. fighter yeah we'll just put him in fighting movies all the time <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i I honestly didn't know the the timeline. Yeah. I could have assumed that Fight Club must have come out before this movie. This was mm. me seeing the Amazon fun facts while oh, I watched right. the film is why I know some like, things. I like the fact they say fuck 168 times <laughs> nice. in the movie. <laughs> Holy go fuck. Ahead. Um, <laughs> wrong. I'm just kidding. Um, no, it the the idea that this came out after Fight Club. I, I, I must have assumed that that was true because I thought this was a response to Fight Club. I thought mm. Fight Club had already come out, and so they got him back because of Fight Club. I thought it was like, like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if you played this character that was basically like an unhinged, yeah. like, version, of, version of, you know, Tyler Durden or whatever. And then it turned out it was Turkish the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing about this movie that's a little surprising is Jacob Stakem is in it, and he's this action movie man and there ain't much action for him to do in this mm-hmm. fucking movie it's so he's weird he's our control which yeah. is very crazy yeah that he's the non-violent rational one there is that one scene where he does pick up the bat whenever they're like beaten on and his they're destroying his own shop though. Yeah. so it kind of makes sense you'd be there to like defend it you know but even then it's not him being a badass like traditional Jacob yeah. Stakeums, you know, well, he didn't go stake him out, you know. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking at his filmography right now. Who? Uh, Jason Stakeums. Okay. And um, say his name right. Turkish. Uh, <laughs> and this actually was like, uh, as far as it says in here in his roles, one, uh-huh. two, three, four. This is the fifth movie he was in. Hmm. Wow. And oh, he was in Lock, Stock, and Barrel, right? Yeah. Yes. Which is also a Guy Ritchie movie. And it looks like that's probably the first like action movie okay. or well, like, of, like leading towards what he right. started doing after that and then it wasn't until fairly later on that the transporter movies came out actually it says 2002 um, transporter was is... in a few movies other movies before transporter that. was what kind of put jacob stakem on the public map yes. you know well also as a leading man yeah because like mm-hmm. i would argue that he's not necessarily the leading man that his character kind of is in this movie. Yeah. In this movie, he's definitely very much part of an ensemble, even though it wants us to believe that he is our control. Yeah. You know, um, I find that extremely interesting. That kind of we, Guy Ritchie, if anybody knew what kind of actor 
Jacob Stakem was and what kind of future this man might have going forward where yeah. eventually he would fight. He kind of um, put faith in him a yes. little bit to like put him in the front lines of this movie. Yeah, but I feel like Guy Ritchie read it in the cards that Jacob mm. Stakem would one day fight a Megalodon. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, named the rock, yeah, because <laughs> of sharks, yeah, because of lone sharks, because of uh, Hawaii, maybe I don't know, something um, like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was actually expecting a little more of that style of Jacob Sakem's, right? And I was a little, little bummed out we didn't get it, but at the same time, when I was watching the movie, I was like, holy shit. That's a young Jacob Sakem. <laughs> That's somehow, a real young Jacob Sakem. Somehow he's still bald. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, still balding. Still bald. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I know people that are 23 and balding. So <laughs> Well, yeah, that's fair. It happens, um, man. It, it does happen. Do you think yeah. he's a smoker, Jacob Sakem? I, I don't think so. No? He's gotten down to, like, he's so he's, healthy. He's gotten down to a he's, pack a month, right? <laughs> I, thought that's, I thought you were going down that route. He's super healthy, and um, my uncle talks about him a lot because my uncle, <laughs> oh my yeah, God, surprisingly, because my uncle um, has really been getting into working out. And oh, he's trying okay. to do stuff that Jake and, Jacob Stakeums does. Yeah, because he's trying to be a Stakeum diet. Yeah, he's, he's trying, he's trying to be steak-um. strictly Stakeum. <laughs> yeah, you can only eat Stakeum. Strictly Stakeum. Um, but apparently, there is there is a. I don't know if this was if this is bullshit or not, mm-hmm. but my uncle was saying that apparently at one point Jacob Stakem's got down to zero percent body fat. Oh, I believe it. So that's why my uncle was like, "Oh my god, Jacob Stakem's!" <laughs> I want to talk about real quick the outfits that they wear in this movie. That fucking tan overcoat. Oh, I love it. I fucking hate yeah. it. Really? I thought it was so goofy looking. I, I mean, it might be the times. They look yeah. like detectives a little bit. They looked like shitty detectives with like the cleanest coats like, I've ever they're seen. They're like cheap pea coats, you know? Yeah. What I mean? And that, I, that, I have to believe that's like a, a thing in the UK. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so cold over there all the time. For but. sure. No, but I. I think it would have been so much fucking cooler if they were black. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the color choice like bothered you. I think that the color choice is meant to show that they're kind of like two bits. Yeah. They're kind of like just a couple of dinguses. They're yeah. not like as intimidating as they'd like. I to feel be. like if they were wearing like black suits, mm-hmm. it would look more like they're higher class. I would say or menacing or in like some sort more of way. menacing. Like yeah, you, you see a lot of the um, the more bad guys like mm-hmm. the. Uh, Bricktop, his mm-hmm. gang, Errol and bang, mm-hmm. uh, of, Jim uh, or whatever the bad fuck guys, yeah. they have like black clothes. Black yeah, clothes Errol's black a pretty suits. cool name. A Errol is batter, a cool name. Batter guys, <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them batter guys. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean definitely, and I think that that's why they're wearing these like kind of lighter, not a, not lighter the first color colors. you would choose for yeah. Jacob Stakem to be in. Is I guess my argument. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, I just found the coats a little goofy. I'm literally laughing right now because I'm just thinking of the whole bit with the replica guns. Oh, and yeah. how beautiful that is, like, laid out. You know, yeah. where we get them, and he's like, they're replicas. It's perfect. And you think any of them would have paid enough attention to notice that. <laughs> but it's so delivered well when they're finally facing Tony. And you can yeah. just tell he's completely un. So when, yeah. so when he says that and does the fucking guy just the letters i think god damn it why is this movie so fucking great but even the part where they practice yeah in the car let's talk about the cars okay well actually before we talk about the car scene i want to talk about 
um, Saul and and uh, Vince a little bit because I was worried they one of them was going to die gonna at it. any fucking moment. Yeah. This and movie, we, I want to talk about this. They, we literally got them in body bags. For yeah. A second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie does an in, impeccable job of making it seem like someone is dead, them not being dead, but that also anyone can die at any Anytime. moment. Like, what's that guy's name? Rosebud or something? Uh, Avi's guy that gets no. stabbed? We'll, we'll talk about the car scene. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, but before that, um, yeah. going back, when, um, when <laughs> Bullet, Tooth, Bullet Tooth Tony, uh-huh. um, <laughs> when, he, when he fucking kills Boris, when he's shooting yeah. him over and over, and that... Boris is like, try again. <laughs> you know? And he just... He shoots him. He shoots him a lot, and then we're like, "Okay, now he's gonna kill Tyrone." Uh-huh. And he sh- he tries to shoot the gun, and it's empty. He's like, "You lucky son of a bitch!" Yeah, he like, says, "You lucky bastard." Lucky yeah. bastard. <laughs> That's just another one of those moments. That was a sound clip, by the way. Where I was like, "Okay, he's what probably gonna die." <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, let's talk about the car scene. Dude, car scenes an accumulation of why this movie's great. <laughs> I made Ashley watch that scene oh, because really? I thought it was so fucking good. Yeah, so that was one of those scenes that I was talking about earlier that they kind of show you everything going on mm-hmm. and how it ends, mm-hmm. and then they show you how it happened. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's it it lends into this idea that this movie does such a great job at balancing everyone's point of view constantly and mm-hmm. putting them in the same place at the same time <laughs> that you take it for as it is for each person's life mm-hmm. even though they are all in the same fucking town mm-hmm. like not knowing each other really yeah. you know and it's it's fucking so good so <laughs> we have Vince <laughs> And Tyrone and Saul. and Saul and the dog with the squeaky toy in his throat in one car. And we're seeing all these cars at the same time. Mm-hmm. We have fucking Jacob Stakem and Tommy in a different van, I guess. Yeah, yeah in a van. And then we have Avi, uh, Bulletooth Tony, car. and I guess, I think his name is Rosebud yeah. in the third car. And we're seeing them all like bantering, just like it's the fucking movie is happening. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing events line up at different times chronologically, but since we're following each character and sharing an equal amount of time, we see it all out of order. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I actually thought that it was all happening at the same time. Yeah. And I was sure it was, but it it did a good job at like explaining it to us. Yeah. And then they went back and kind of showed you piece by piece. And I was like, Oh no, this is going to happen. Then that, then that it's going to happen in this order. Yeah. And they show it happen. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) So, so Saul. What sets it off? Is, yeah, <laughs> Saul and, and Vince shoot the replica gun within the car. It explodes the windows out, which is unbelievable. <laughs> but we believe it in this world, and the, the, all the mayhem and everything that's happening. Uh, fucking Tyrone ends up hitting a guy with a bag over his head. <laughs> yes. And so that's already number one. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Mm. Number two, we see Jacob Stakem drinking milk. <laughs> So that part, by the way, was a little confusing to me. Not the milk. Right. (laughs) It's a little confusing that he's drinking milk. But where they hit a guy with a bag over his head, because I was like, that was Boris. But he's in the car. Yes. What's going on? And then on? it cuts away from it. And yeah. two to the other people. And you're like, wait, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> and so we see him. We see Tommy say, oh, I'll do you a favor. And he throws the milk out of the window. And, then and you it hear lands. Crash. You hear like splatter. <laughs> and then you hear a car crash. And then we finally get the, the unraveling of it all where <laughs> Avi and, and Bullet Tooth Tony get milk splattered onto their fucking windshield and crash up onto a pole and they get knocked out. <laughs> 
And then they're like, they're like, oh, is that Boris? So yeah. The trunk when pops they, open. When they wake up, that. yeah, they see Boris walking like a fucking like chicken or something. Boris, he doesn't know you're blindfolded. You don't know what what direction. So you're you're trying not. Things you're trying to listen out. and yeah. figure out what way to run. It's so funny the way he's stepping out. Like, is this is there a curb here? What the fuck, you know? <laughs> That scene is the fucking funniest shit because then we just see Vince and, and Tyrone and everybody just roll right and through him. I don't know if y'all were listening, but you hear the gunshot go off. <laughs> and then he then they hit him. <laughs> That's so fucking good. <laughs> fucking roast fun with the random ass stories <laughs> play out earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Bullet Tooth Tony's like, I have an even better blade back there. And so he pulls out a fucking sword. What what was that movie we watched where they pulled out a knife, got in an accident, and stabbed themselves in the head? It was Nobody. 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 So that's what I thought of. (laughs) As soon as I saw him with the knife, he's like, I got a knife. And they're in the car. I was like, oh, he's going to die because they're going to get an accident. He's going to stab himself. I'm starting to never trust a knife in a a car. (laughs) Every time I see that in a movie or a show where they have a, a... uh, a blade, blade of some sort in a vehicle. I'm yeah. like, oh, they're gonna die. <laughs> God Dude, damn it! That was that. That's, that's the highlight favorite. of this movie to the, for me. Uh, it's mm-hmm. so fucking good. I love the way all of that unrolls. And then they do it one more time, closer to the ending, where they kind of give you the outcome. Uh, the oh, outcome the fight. Then, You're talking about oh, the final right. fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I uh, mean, it's just tell you the Mickey's whole pamphlet. Because I think, I think Jacob Stakem says it really well, where he's kind of like, I, I did consider that Tom, or, uh, Mickey took the death of his mom a little lightly. Because, first of all, what the mm-hmm. fuck, Bricktop? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you, your mom. That's mm-hmm. one of those sympathetic moments where it really gives it to you. And you can see Brad Pitt really acting at mm-hmm. that moment where he's like multiple times trying to break through his boys to go and try to save his mom from the burning Winnebago. And it's like how crazy this gangster is that he's like, oh, your mom is the problem? Well, I'll just get rid of your mom. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that's such a way that he would you think. You know, it's crazy the fact that, um, out of all the actors in this movie, Brad Pitt's probably the best actor uh-huh. out of all of them. And so they had him in the most emotional role <laughs> in the movie. And as the goofiest well. fucking Yeah, one. the goofiest. So he was able to really show his acting. Chops. He had the you biggest spectrum. I mean? mm-hmm. Yeah. For so sure. They were like, hey, we're going to give you. I felt like that's one of the reasons they got him. Not because, not just because of Fight Club Fight and stuff Club, like right. that, but because, because this was probably filming before Fight Club even came out. You, you think know? so? You think that they maybe yeah. shot all of his scenes after... Like, almost right after Fight Club. Mm-hmm. I could films. believe that, honestly. Yeah. And so, I, I can imagine that they were like, look, you're going to have the best range, so we're going to give you the character with the most range. And I feel like that's probably one of the reasons that they got it. Uh, I mean, it plays dividends for mm-hmm. this movie. Because he's definitely the one who's meant to have more depth than is let on. I feel yeah, like everybody yeah. else is basically cookie cutter, like, this is who this person is. Mm-hmm. But he's the one that we're meant to see something very superficial. But he's obviously got many more layers like an ogre, you know, many, many more <laughs> onion layers yeah. to dig through to find that. You or know, like, like Daniel Craig. Uh, layered cake. Exactly. Like a Daniel Craig Super layered good. cake. good. <laughs> oh. I was trying to find the great job. Gorlami. Okay. Oh, well, there's there's Brad. There's there's Brad. Brad to approve. <laughs> That's a different accent. <laughs> <laughs> that is a different accent. Um, so, I mean, no, it, this movie, it ends in a beautiful way mm-hmm. that is very roundabout. Um, it's, it has this framing device where it starts out with Tommy and Jacob Stakem getting interviewed. Mm-hmm. And... 
you're not sure who they're being interviewed by. And there's another thing that this movie kind of does that I find very interesting is that you don't see fucking police officers until the very fucking ending. Yeah. Where they're finally interviewed. Busting their balls on why they're out at the camp. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I- and I thought that was so smooth because I was, at that point, I was like, Oh man, I was really hoping that they were gonna get the diamond. Yeah. But the <laughs> dog I, probably ran back to the rest of those guys, Mikey and his gang. Yeah, and they and, got the diamond. And they got the diamond. And then the dog as soon as I thought that, the dog ran out and he's like, <laughs> We're walking the fucking dog. What's it look like? <laughs> and I was like, Oh my god, yes. Oh, yes. now I remember why you say this ending sad because Vincent Saul get arrested because yeah. they yes. have a body in their trunk. <laughs> I kind of forget about that. It's fucking Frankie. Yes. All of my favorite characters get <laughs> fucked up right there at the end. Like we finally. <laughs> and he's missing an arm because fucking Boris cut it off earlier. <laughs> This movie's fucking good. It really is. I'm glad y'all liked this yeah. movie because I honestly have such a soft spot for this movie. And it's kind of like a bro movie. It's something mm-hmm. to like hang mm-hmm. out with your buddies and watch. This is definitely watch. A, a dude film. It's definitely a dude film. And it's definitely something to watch with your buds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like mm-hmm. something we could all should have maybe watched together and done True. this because I think we would have had a good time laughing our asses off at fucking, I can't park there. It's too small. It's like, you could park a fucking jumbo jet there, Tyrone. What the fucking... And then backing up, be like, it was a funny angle. <laughs> it was behind you, Tyrone. See, the only... That's my scene. I fucking yeah. love that whole bit. Yeah. <laughs> and and how it's so good of a plot device that she backs up into the van. <laughs> and they refuse to move because then people will notice the damage. And they're locking the person they're yes. looking for into his vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good so good fucking so good so i just it just dawned on me i finally put this all back into my head and understood why these stories even really connect mm-hmm. and it's because of frankie where mm-hmm. he's yeah. obsessed with gambling mm-hmm. that just dawned on me of course they would go to the bookies to find frankie oh fuck i this whole time i was like how do these how do these two different crime stories really interlock? Yeah, Doug the Head sets it up, or uh, Boris the Blade sets it up, where he's like, go put this bet on the bookies, and then that's why he hires Saul and Vince mm-hmm. to meet him there. It's so it's so all brilliant designed on, and it's such an easy thing to be like, oh, he's addicted to gambling, go, viva Las Vegas! Yeah. And we're like, okay, that was, there we go, <laughs> this guy loves to gamble, and yeah. that's such an easy plot device that would lead that person down a yeah. very dark path, you know? Yeah. So. Good job. Want to rate this boy real quick? Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. Um, I I will go ahead and rate it first. Um, I want to I want to look at the ratings that I've given previously though before I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're gonna make us wait, right? Yeah, I think I'm I'll gonna go first, but you guys have to wait. No, I mean, if you guys have your ratings, <laughs> go ahead. No, it, no, go ahead. Go go ahead. Fine. I don't I don't know what I rate. I I will <laughs> give it a three point three. Really? That's yes. it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. No, it was a great movie. I uh-huh. actually really did. I liked it a lot. Um, I I think it deserves a 3.3. 3. Uh, I wouldn't really give it too much more because it's not really. Like, other than amazing oh, I directing. Kind of, I know where you're. It's why? not, you know, it, yeah, there's it's, not much more there. Yeah. It's, it's it hard to put it up movies, on the league with the, like. The way Ian likes to say, it's one of those movies where you can kind of just turn your brain off and watch it. Yeah. You know, no, that makes sense. So I, in that sense of the of it i fucking love the movie i thought it was really good um but other than that i mean i couldn't really give it much more than that because it's not it's not transcendent in a in like a 
a meaningful way yeah. is what you mean. Yeah, okay, that, that's fair. You know I what? I'll give it a 3.5. And, it, okay. and it's also 3. not 5. for everyone. I feel like I that's def- a little more fair. There's okay. definitely some people I could see watching this movie that would be like, I didn't love that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, I can imagine Amber watching this movie with me and her kind of being into it, but in the end being like, yeah, that movie was okay. You know what I mean? This is one of those movies that you hear about your friend's dad like wanting to shove it down everyone's throat you know what i mean where it's like oh dude my dad used to fucking watch that movie all All the the time time. (laughs) and it's like oh well i understand why you hate it it's a very dad movie it's kind of like the boondock saints yeah well sure i've never seen the boondock saints (laughs) i I love the boondock Uh saints but in that sense it's one of those movies where i'm like you guys gotta see the boondock saints (laughs) and it's not that great of a movie but i just i love it you know so all, it, it's kind of like that. <laughs> all I'm saying is my dad loves Jeremiah Johnson, and that is a great movie. So. <laughs> the the main thing I have to say about this movie is because it has Jacob Sakem's, um, it's better than Crank. Dang. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Um, my dad's favorite movie is the most stereotypical of dad movies, mm-hmm. which is Pulp Fiction. Dang. Oh, <laughs> it's because he's in it. He's the Power lead. <laughs> anyway, I give this movie a 4.0. Okay, and I give well, it cool. that nice flat 4 because I basically, anything I've given the 4 rank, I'm essentially giving an A in my mind. Okay, you know? that's fair. And for this, th- I have so much sentimentality to this movie. Um, I, I've, wa- I've watched it a few times now. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, to consider the three times I watched it this week, I've probably now seen this movie like seven or eight times. You totally. know? Right. Um, and I love it. I could put it on again tonight and still love this movie i agree with you that it's not like a cinematic masterpiece and to watch it on amazon and have all the goofs being mm-hmm. explained to me as i was like, going along to it, it's like ooh, there's a lot of oops is going on yeah, right you know there there was some uh studio head that were you know uh you know someone in the that was supposed to be there right. making sure i think it's shot, a script supervisor a script supervisor that yeah. should have been doing their job better and making sure the cup was in the right hand every <laughs> shot you know um but beyond that i think it's such a fun ride it's got literally humor that fucking lands mm. so well mm-hmm. uh, and i just think that it's one of those that you two will recommend a scene to you and it'd be yeah. like tyrone yeah. parking the car and you're gonna <laughs> and you're gonna click on it because you're like i want i want i want to see that funny yeah. part right now and, and that is that is that's, a legacy in and of itself. That's that it important. Has iconic yeah. scenes, things that you'll want to watch and even quote, forever. It, yeah, even without the rest of the movie attached to mm-hmm. it. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, there narratively, there is. I see a struggle that this movie has towards the ending half, where it doesn't know how to um, land Bullet Tooth Tony's arc and Saul and and Vince's arc with like the whole Boris shot mm-hmm. in the hallway right. and stuff like that. It's it's weird because, like, they play Bullet Tooth Tony menacingly against Vince and and Saul, mm-hmm. but then he's comically trying to kill Boris, you know? And, and so I can see that this movie kind of didn't flub, but didn't know how to really flesh out the rest of the stories without just easily just killing everybody off, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that's why it's great that, Avi just goes home when he's yeah. like, okay, fine, fuck it. The dog got away, you know? Yeah. And so <laughs> I think it's it's funny and it's good. And I love that, um, you know, it, it ends the way it does where it's very full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, the only movie that we've rated on this podcast that I can kind of compare it to, you would think actually... Knives uh, Out a little bit. Nobody. Or, or Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of think more like uh, Rango, oh, where this okay. is like kind of like... Um, 
a sect of people that I, I will never really know. Like, right. I will never know how it was to live in the Old West. I'll never know how it was to live in rainy gangster London, <laughs> lower London or some shit, you know? Rainy gangster London, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> and so I, I don't, it, it's like, it's like a, a mirror that I don't get to There's see. There's a level of a detachment to right. The, right. Exactly. the content. And I think I gave Rango a 3.8, and it's mostly because that movie will never be done that way ever again. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like this movie could be done a lot again. I feel like Guy Ritchie could do this movie again tomorrow. Um, but I do like this movie more than Rango, so I'm going to give it a 3.9. Nice. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot of explaining for a 3.9. No, you're good. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> Beautiful. It's an interesting rating, so it's like, yeah, because it's, it's like a B plus. It's like an 88, yeah. you know? So it's yeah. wondering why you landed on that. As, I'm but I, I do really love this movie. I think it's fucking great. Um, we have a segment. Bonus a special segment. Guest. Yeah, we have a bonus. We have a special guest joining us on Skype. Whoop, whoop. Sorry, was, that your, was that you doing the, the Skype ringtone? <laughs> <laughs> was that you doing the Skype ringtone? <laughs> okay, um, it, it's, we have, do we, do we want to say who it is? Yeah, I mean, we want to, right? Yeah, yeah. go ahead, intro, intro right. our guest. So we, we got Brad Pitt with us. It's pretty exciting. So, hey, how you doing, man? Are we gonna, are we gonna be calling you Brad? Tommy Mickey. <laughs> What? Oh. Oh, let's let's wait hang on we can't hear you can you can you speak up or speak into the mic a little more? oh okay okay mickey so you're gonna be the role you're gonna be in the role that's cool yeah, so mickey you're so he's he's in role okay, okay. um <laughs> all right uh mickey how are you today uh are you sure you don't want to be brad i don't bad what is my kindness for the horses you know what <laughs> okay you're coming in a little garbled there can you say that again and then you're yours. Uh, okay. I'm very confused. Right now. <laughs> Are you saying words? <laughs> okay. Are you in a different room than the microphone <laughs> you're talking into that. right now, Mike and Mickey? I thought my mic was bad. <laughs> Do you like dogs? <laughs> what? Do you like dogs? I guess he's talking to you. Dogs. I love dogs. How big are you? I'm like not very tall. How big is he? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's asking you. Yeah, he's like a normal sized guy. You know what yeah. I mean? You look like a boxer. <laughs> you do kind of look like a boxer. You know, kind of like, like Mickey boxer? too. You know what I mean? You got like that Thanks, that smaller man. frame. You know, <laughs> Thank going you. for you. Come tea for the big fella. Oh, he wants to bring you some tea. Oh, right, thanks, Mickey. You're really nice. You're Jimmy, really nice, Jimmy. even though we can't understand a fucking word you're saying. I mean, you uh, can. Uh. Okay, so uh, Mickey, <laughs> um, uh, I guess what should we ask, uh, Mickey? Do you have? Uh, I guess any upcoming movies that you're looking forward to? Carnage. Oh, oh, you're a Venom fan. That's <laughs> okay, cool. So, awesome. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited for the Carnage movie too. I think it's gonna be good. Right. <laughs> All right, what? Oh, fuck it. Save your breath and cut your parts. Okay. Well, Mickey, it was great having you on. Thanks for being here. Did have a shirt? Oh, okay. Well, you go do that, Mickey. It was really good that you came on and. Uh... <laughs> God damn it, Paul. Sorry. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'll bet you for it. Bet us what? What are you talking about? Hold on to him, Chase. Thanks. God damn it. I'm sorry. Get a drink. Thanks. <laughs> okay. All right, my, Mickey. Uh, thanks for being on. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Wait, do you have any last remarks? Hey, look. She wants a heck of two roof lights. Uh, the status house frame furniture. And uh, scar her cushions with uh, mats and shack by cover. <laughs> All right, man. That's, that's fucking cool. Have a man myself. Clear your Uh, Not at all. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, Mickey. 
We'll talk to you later. See you later, lad. See you later, bud. Okay. All right. Well, I spilled soda on Ian's phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a little excited talking to Mickey there. Yeah. Um, Boy, howdy. What are we doing next week? Do we know? <laughs> yeah, we do. We're doing uh, Attack the Block. Oh, so. we are uh, about to start our spooky season. Wow. So technically. We made spooky. it to the Spookoweens. Next week, we're starting our Halloween episodes. Do we want to call it Spookoween? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that sounds great. Um, <laughs> we're going to workshop a fun name for us to call it for the next four weeks. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for being here. Catch us next week for attack the blog oh i didn't say on our uh last recording that we did today follow us on instagram yeah that's gonna be oh, yeah. in the show notes do that. even if we don't say it do it yeah um it's a uh, hit up our dms on instagram yo smack them dms right up yeah we'd love to talk to you guys about movies uh let's 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 get at it, it so thank yeah. y'all so much uh we can't wait to uh start the spooky season so we will see you then or we'll see you on another time we were young full of beans bye guys bye guys mm-hmm.